Any opinions expressed are my own and do not reflect the opinions of anyone outside of Independent Left Media, LLC. Independent Left dot News. Independent Left News. Indie Left News. Independent Left News. Oh, yeah, and I get news from Independent Left. Thank you, Independent Left dot News. They actually put up posts of different shows, different things going on. Check out Indie Left. They're doing a lot of good things. They're on Twitter and Instagram, and they've helped promote our show a lot. Thanks for the work you do behind the scenes, too. This man does our Discord and some other help, so I just love to shout him out. Thanks so much, man. Yeah. They kind of really do a great job of pushing. Thank you, Independent Left, for reminding me of that. Check out independentleft.news. IndieLeft.news. IndieLeft, shout out. Yes, we are live a little bit. Hi, everybody. It is Sunday night. It's 10 o'clock. It's Indie. Uh, it is How Did We Miss That? But we're going to have a special episode tonight. Um, I wanted to pay attention and... and spotlight the uh the most famous father there is in the in the world uh and he's suffering and he is sitting in belmarsh right now and we've been covering julian assange uh, case and all of the different angles and amazing writers that have been spotlighting his case and keeping it alive and explaining why it's such a persecution and uh again on on father's day i uh as a father myself it you know, I, I wanted to honor him and uh, and and to show all the clips and and the different segments that Reef and I have done over the thirty eight previous episodes of How Do We Miss That? So this uh, is going to be a fun stream where you guys get to go go back and and watch some stuff that happened before. Uh, sometimes even before INN started, uh, and this is early on, a little bit of, of pre production stuff, and you'll see a little bit. Uh, a little bit cleaner, a little bit nicer stuff these days, but but we're we're gonna run that right now. And uh and again, enjoy everybody. Have a great one. Love you. But Ray yeah, McGovern he specifically was targeted. Ray McGovern yeah. nailed and talks specifically about the Isakoff story, and of course. The Isakoff story that, that, that broke talked about how the Trump administration and Mike Pompeo had conspired potentially and plotted and drawn up plans to either extradite him, kidnap him, have some type of a potential shootout on a London street. Um, there were all kinds of wild scenarios that were thrown out because that's what the CIA does when they're briefing a president, of course, when they're giving him scenarios. There's questions as to whether this was brought by Pompeo or by Trump himself. Lots of people seem to believe this was a vendetta that Pompeo had over Vault 7. And that's one of the things that that Ray McGovern had pointed out just the day after this whole thing broke and before everybody really had time to analyze and talk to anybody. He says, Michael Isikoff is at it again. This time with co-author Zach Dorfan and Sean Naylor in a long pothole piece posted on Sunday on Yahoo, where Isakoff is chief investigative correspondent. Seeing the title, Wouldn't You Dip In? Kidnapping, assassination, and a London shootout inside the CIA's secret war plans against WikiLeaks. Yeah, Pompeo's scary. You would know, Darlene. You live in in his state right, (laughs) right nearby. Um. She's in Missouri. He's in Kansas, I believe. I sent out a quick tweet to alert those to me, to alert those many readers who are malnourished by the corporate media to the to the subliminal but clear subtext: the big lie that Assange was a Russian agent, which 
he clearly was not. After all, he published DNC emails hacked by the Russians, quote unquote, to hurt Canada Clinton and throw the 2016 election to Trump, right? Hacked. Wrong. Okay. Um, the Yahoo email. This is this is so good. The Yahoo article has a wealth of shoot 'em up detail, the most plausible of which were long since revealed. This is where um, Max Blumenthal, even a year plus ago, this came out in the UC Global trial with David Morales. What what really happened? But sense is. Even if those, if only those wimpish lawyers had not stood in the way, we'd have gotten our man. Shoot up any Russians trying to steal him and bring him to Russia? No problem. First Amendment for Assange? No problem. So we are told, for example, the CIA and White House began preparing for a number of scenarios to foil Assange's Russian departure plans, according to three former officials. They have no evidence for this. Those, those included yeah, potential gun ridiculous. battles with Kremlin. Yeah, this is what what we talked about, right? Yeah. Isikoff yeah. et al. So this this is quoting the the article more. Okay, and there was zero debate on the issue of whether the CIA would increase its spying on WikiLeaks at a former intelligence official, right? So no stake in yeah. RussiaGate vampire. So well, good. And, and uh, Megan Kelly asked about uh, asked Pompeo about this today. His aunt, or not today, but like this week, I think. Yep. Because um, I know I pulled that story for for our show. Uh, him and I called into Glenn Beck. Oh yeah. As well. Yep. Oh, he and had the now, most like think, uncomfortable think... giggle. Like, <laughs> yeah, of course we yeah. did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think there was the the quote with Megan Kelly was that they were a like, well, uh, like anti-national something something like a non a, a non-state hostile intelligence yeah. a non-state hostile intelligence service yeah. I believe was was the terminology that that was that used was to it. describe them or a non-state actor Gross. as well that's another way to describe it yeah so Ray McGovern. Uh, I certainly, he was a 27-year career CIA analyst, uh, including serving as chief of foreign policy branch, chief of the Soviet foreign policy branch. Brilliant. Yep. Fault seven. Mm. Exactly, Valerie. Yeah. That is. But Russia. But Russia, Russia, Russia. Russia the embarrassment of the Vault seven leaks is why the CIA is determined to ensure that, unfortunately, I don't. I, they have to they have to get him out he's got to be released i mean story after story after story highlights the persecution that this man is being underwrought right now the torture yeah, I, that that he's I already told misty we should just yeah. i told misty we should just start sending cakes you know <laughs> right one might get through with something you know I'm, I'm... like at this point the cowboy breakout posse needs to you know like it's ridiculous it is but, beyond ridiculous and really upsetting. what are they holding him for what are they well he's already won his extradition trial and they've already said that they're not going trial. to extradite him but they're still holding him which is still really weird um 
because he's a flight risk and he mm. fled he fled to the Ecuadorian embassy prior, prior um well but okay I don't want to try that whole part of the case but the other angle that I wanted to show and the other article that I thought brought a different a spin to the story and a different flair was from Kevin Gostola from the dissenter another amazing writer he was on the ground in England a couple of years ago or in February before COVID for the last trial. He was on the Zoom feed for the last two, uh, for the extradition trial itself in September and the appeal that happened in, uh, in July. And uh, he's been one of the most tenacious writers and, and, um, he also covers uh, prison mal uh, malfeasance. He covers um, all kinds of corporate wrongdoing. Big fan of his work. The Dissenter is one of his newsletters. He's also one of the co-founders of Shadowproof. And right. so his article from September 29th was the report on the CIA plans to kidnap to Assange shows that the clearest evidence yet of improper pressure on prosecutors, right? That the district judge yeah. who denied the extradition request previously dismissed evidence of improper pressure from the CIA to charge the WikiLeaks founder. This is, again, an unbelievable story. Here. Though she ruled against the U.S.'s extradition request, she rejected the argument from the legal team for WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange that hostility within U.S. intelligence agencies translated into, pro into improper pressure on federal prosecutors to bring charges. However, the Isakov story on the CIA's plans, yep. right, is some of the strongest evidence yet that, the, that, that he was only charged with crimes because of their thirst for vengeance. He was charged with, by the and U.S. if Justice. they had killed him, I mean, if they had if they had killed him while he was being like, isn't that not like witness? Uh, what do they call that? You know, where it's like tampering with witnesses or whatever. Well, you know, that that would just be uh, worse than than that. That again, what they're trying to do is send an ex, you know send a message to anybody that wants to report on the crimes yep. of the national security state of the CIA of the United States of the U.S. military, the U.S. government. So the charges criminalize the act of merely receiving classified information as well as publication of the state secrets from the U.S. government targets common practices in journalism, which is why the case is widely opposed by press freedom organizations throughout the world. And there's been letters. Okay, again, here here's more about Vault 7. All right, and Gina Haspel shared his zeal for retaliation. Right, he sought revenge after the publication. Pompeo, Pompeo, proposed kidnapping Assange in the summer of 2017. His obsession led several CIA officials to draw plans for assassinating the publisher. Right, some national security. Yeah. This is, again, this is really more of what the Isakov story should have been, but it he's taking right. the parts of the Isakov story that are actually real not mixed in with the Russiagate stuff. Now, the other question is, is if the Russiagate stuff's in there, how much do you take this? But 
Again, Pompeo didn't deny that he set this up. Yeah. Um, representatives of the Assange legal team were asked to comment, but declined. They don't want to impact this case. If anybody has the wherewithal to support Kevin Gastel's work, please do at the both the dissenter newsletter, which of which I am a subscriber, as well as at Shadowproof. Again, this is another long one. And this gives a real breakdown of the Isakov story and Again, CIA is a disgrace. The fact that it contemplated and engaged in so many illegal acts against WikiLeaks, its associates, and even other award-winning journalists is an outright scandal. And again, this is what Freedom of the Press Foundation executive director said. And that's um, what you were to, that's, I believe, the organization that Glenn Greenwald founded, Freedom of the Press Foundation. Yeah. Yeah. That's where you talk, we're talking about how it dovetailed into Glenn. Yeah, how Greenwald got personally, you know. Right. That so, Greenwald and Laura Poitras were had also to leave the country and that he couldn't get back into the country by what you know his lawyers recommended not. You know. So Yep. Super fun for them. Free this man. Please free this man. Oh yeah, this 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 Assange thing, yeah, just like how many times do we have to like why do we have to beg for this you know i don't get it god get that guy off my face get the guy off my screen <clears throat> again the yeah. dissenter newsletter i get a couple a week i would say from kevin recent post here's a couple of other ones report on the cia plans shows they okay that's the one we just looked through here he was reportedly obsessed with killing assange that's another article that he wrote for the dissenter this is 9-11 cinema and all about daniel hale <clears throat> these are more in-depth and again he's got tons of different uh articles at the dissenter also again recommend this is a separate newsletter i guess from um Shadowproof, which is the other organization that he is the co-founder of with Brian Sonnenstein. Right. Publication is the LA Progressive Newsletter. And I picked up this article because probably of the name Julian Assange. Why is the plot, the CIA plot to kidnap or kill Julian Assange routinely ignored? Hmm. I hmm. wonder. Let's read further. So. Which, by the way, you know, send your files to, you know, like what's, what's that address in Scotland? Like to send them all there. WikiLeaks. You know. Right. So three years ago, on October 2nd, 2018, a team of Saudi officials murdered Jamal Khashoggi, rest in peace, in the Saudi consulate in Istanbul. We know about this. The purpose of the killing was to silence him and to frighten critics of the regime by showing that it would pursue and punish them as though they were agents of a foreign power. Mockingbird. Operation Mockingbird. How about that? It was revealed this year, this week, that a year before the Khashoggi killing in 2017, 
CIA had plotted to kidnap or assassinate Julian Assange, which, which we know who had taken refuge five years earlier in the, in the Ecuadorian embassy in London. Senior counter, U.S. counterintelligence officials said that plans for the forcible rendition of Assange to the U.S. were discussed at the highest levels of the Trump administration. The informant was one of more than 30 U.S. officials, eight of whom conf confirmed details of the abduction proposal quoted in that Michael Isakoff piece in Yahoo News that also tried to Russiagate and tie to Russia, which was wrong. But <clears throat> plan was to break into the embassy, drag Assange in, out, and bring him to where we want, except that that really wasn't the, the case either because now we know, thanks, thanks to Max Blumenthal, and thanks to the UC Global case, all about what David Morales was doing and, and that UC Global was in charge of security in the Ecuadorian embassy, that they planted cameras, cameras on behalf of the CIA all over the place, and that they were going to handle any rendition and extradition that would have happened um, during that time. But they got exposed and, and they were brought up on charges because they were brought in on this. And again, watch Max Blumenthal's stream. Um, it's, it's on Rockfin. He has a, a show on Rockfin called Foreign Agents. You have to be a premium subscriber. I think he does eventually put it on the Moderate Rebels or on the Gray Zone channel. Um, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Anna. yeah. Apparently, Jenk and Anna are concerned that they think that, that Indy Left is a major power in this space and is a threat and is funded by Jimmy Dore and Kyle Kalinske and Joe Rogan, which is hilarious because none of them would even talk to me. And um, I'd love to. Joe, hit me up. Seriously. Like, like Jimmy... Oh, yeah. Jimmy, love you, love you, brother. Um, but no, I'm good. Like yep. I'm, I'm. We're self-funded right now, and that's happy to do that. Yeah, I mean, user-funded. I still got to cash those checks from Putin, so you know we're, uh, yeah. you know, it takes a minute. So, right. So uh, again, getting back to our our um our our story about Mr. Assange. God, free that man, free Julian Assange, please free Julian Assange. We've got to let that. I mean, after, especially after what we see here, that the CIA actively was plotting to to drag him out of an embassy where he had political asylum. All the stuff that they that they pulled, the fact the fact that this continues, it's 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 beyond disgraceful that that we continue to pursue this that our our country continues to pursue this case. It's a persecution, um, just to essentially. And Ray McGovern said it was essentially to move him from place to place to place, prison to prison, and never let him out for life. Free, free, free Julian yeah. Assange, please, please Almighty, free Julian Assange. Um, Stop making us fucking beg before we start breaking kneecaps, please. It's it's unreal. Jeez. Apologists for the CIA say it was freedom. It was freedom of the freedom of the press was not under threat because they're not real journalists, except no, that information. No, no, they're they're publishers, okay? But they yeah. also were looking at real journalists. So what do you mean? So there's Glenn Greenwald and Laura yeah. Poitras, okay? And Glenn Greenwald, right? And they were 
similar to those employed by the Chinese government for suppressing dissident in Hong Kong, which has been much criticized. Yeah. Okay. Again, the extraordinary story by exposed by Yahoo News, but the journalist who wrote it it's possible to only give a brief, brief piece is, okay, their disclosure should be of particular interest in Britain because it was in the streets of central London. The CIA was planning the extrajudicial assault on an embassy, the abduction of a foreign national, and his secret rendition to the U.S. with the alternative option of killing him. But apparently they had contacted the British also about shooting out tires somewhere in an airport because they did not want to ca- shoot on... British soil. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Um, they took it from Clancy novel, but sad and depressing. Yeah. So in the event, in any event, the embassy attack never took place. Despite the advanced planning, there was a discussion, a discussion with the Brits like, yeah, about turning the other cheek or right. And former senior counterintelligence official, but they're all liars also. But this was confirmed by a lot of people. This definitely happened. But it was already reported in 2020 by Max Blumenthal. We didn't really learn much here. But what we learned was that they also had looked into um, spying on Glenn Greenwald and Laura Poitras. And that journalism doesn't really matter to them. Right. If we were to be extradited 175 years in prison, as we well know from Richard Medhurst, from Kevin Gostola, and from... Randy Credico and all the other outstanding journalists that have covered this case extensively over the years, especially over this past yeah. year. For sure. Did Greg Only, do anything on it? Uh, I have not seen Greg yeah, cover him. it. He was covering the Donziger stuff this week. Donziger. Yeah, know, and and he was focused on on the Georgia um, uh, voter roll purges and, and nationwide voter roll purges. Well, and before that, he was doing the Florida stuff with um, Al Gore, and, and that's what I remember him from. He's been around a long time. He's been doing yeah, this a long time. He gets to wear the hat. He gets to wear the hat, and not he, make fun of for it. He sure does. Um, so Pompeo's determination to conflate journalistic inquiry with espionage has particular relevance in Britain because the Home Secretary, Pretty Patel, wants to pretty much do the same thing. Yeah. She proposes updating the official secrets act so the journalists, whistleblowers, and leakers could face sentences in prison. Unbelievable. Donziger is a definite BS thing. That is just, again, he's got to serve six months contempt. I mean, the time served is nothing to them. I mean, it's, and, and it was appointed by a corporate judge corporate, for the first time in history, prosecuted by a, a Chevron appointed corporate judge, Sunreal. So, the true reason the scoop about the CIA's plot to kidnap or kill Assange has largely been ignored or downplayed is rather that he is unfairly shunned as a pariah by all the political persuasions, left, right, and center. Well, not all. There is a very loud example, but to give two examples here, U.S. government has gone on claiming that this the disclosures put lives in danger, yet the army admitted in court, right, 
that they failed to find a single person in Iraq and Afghanistan who had died because of the, the disclosures by WikiLeaks. As regards to the rape allegations in Sweden, many feel that these alone should deny him the claim, yet the Swedish prosecutor only carried out a preliminary investigation and no charges were brought. He's a, he's a classic victim of cancel culture, so demonized that he can no longer get a hearing, even when government plots to kidnap or murder him. It's unreal. Like, Patrick Cockburn Counterpunch. Great. Great publication. Oh, that. Interesting. Yeah. Used to have a lot more counterpunch, but but the St. Clairs um, have been doing a lot, you know, leaning a lot more towards uh, squad defending, TYT type of, not the type of reporting that we're looking for and apologizing, apologists. And it's, they've been around a long time. They they've been in this game for for a very long time, a lot longer than I have. I can tell you right now, but they've been disappointing. And this is from somebody that used to used to really enjoy their stuff. We finally get to Caitlin's corner. So this means that we're at our last story of the night and then we're going to get to boats crashing into other boats for reef. Um, oh, this love is really, boats crashing into other boats. this is really the story that really gets me angrier than most. Yeah. This one's bad. This one pissed me off when I heard about it too. Um, Barack Obama's on the board of Netflix. And Netflix decides three days before, on October 24th, before his court date, to release a smear yeah. piece, a smear movie about WikiLeaks and Julian Assange. Hmm. Yeah. Nothing suspicious there. Yeah, we're going to definitely crash those, those those boats into trolls. Yeah. I hope that's prop server. I hope. <laughs> Netflix you know. will begin streaming a brazen hatchet job on Julian Assange and WikiLeaks for its American subscribers on October 24th, just three days prior to a significant court date in Assange's fight against extradition from the UK to the United States on October 27th. Right. Gross. We Steal Secrets is the name of it, except that they don't steal secrets. They are provided leaks. They are an outlet that provide that, that provides a receptacle for people to anonymously post leaks and expose crimes to which they have never had to once print a retraction. Yeah. Jonathan Cook had it nailed. Oh, of course, it's Alex Gibney. Propagandist extraordinaire. So it was so egregious in its spin that not only did WikiLeaks supporters like World Socialist website and Jonathan Cook pan it as a smear at the time, but WikiLeaks itself went to the trouble of publishing a line-by-line -line refutation of the mountains of propaganda distortion heaped on the narrative by filmmaker Alex Gibney. Gross. Yeah. I'd say 14. Eric. This also reminds me of the... This also reminds me of the, um, like the, the, the Netflix thing with, with Musk. 
right? Or they're sending, you know, three normal folks into space, right? You know, it's just showing how tied Netflix is into, you know, propaganda now and all that stuff. So it's super fun. I love how they're, um, they're quoting Jonathan Cook because he's fantastic. Everybody, please subscribe and support yeah. to Jonathan K. Cook or Jonathan C. Cook. Um, this would not be the first time Netflix has helped circulate the na narratives. And, of course, we know that Caitlin is always focused on narratives that advance the interests of U.S. Empire, second or the third, having already run blatantly propagandistic documentaries, quote-unquote, advancing imperial interests in nations like Ukraine, Russia, Egypt, multiple ones about Syria, right? And, of course, Netflix also has signed a deal with, with the Obamas and the British royals. No, nothing suspicious there. No. No, everything's perfectly fine. So they're not exactly company, looking out for the little guy, which from a company worth an estimated two hundred twenty-nine billion should come as no surprise. Billion. Oh, and that's growing. Billion. Like two hundred yeah. billion dollars. Yes, Alex Gibney is a documentary filmmaker. Um. What What was the last thing he did? Um, yeah, you can look that up. Uh, still such a, an open facilitation of the world's most powerful government in its campaign to imprison a journalist for inconvenient journalistic activity is a special kind of reprehensible. If there is a healthy humanity in the future, it will look back on the worldwide smear campaign against Assange and WikiLeaks with horror. I love her so eloquent, so wonderful. Free Julian Assange, get that man out of prison. He's there. He's being persecuted. We'll say that every week, hopefully. Uh, if I forget, I don't ever really want to forget. But also wanted to mention tonight that there was a live stream that Randy Credico did on his channel that um, Max, Max Blumenthal... What's that? Gibney did going clear. Oh, and, about... And about Okay, the the smartest guys in the Scientology room. Scientology and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Those are decent. Steve Jobs. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. This one really, uh, yeah. I don't know. We'll we'll see, but clearly it's an, a propagandizing smear piece. Um, yeah. And like. and it's the the timing of its release date is especially curious because it's three days prior to. They're trying to drum up U.S. sentiment against him and say, oh, that was really a bad guy. And, and they, they should be extraditing him. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Could not be more false. And they can't, they're not even exposing the persecution and the depths to which the U.S. government went to try to get this guy. And that alone should be grounds for his release. If they if they extradite him to my house, that he can see them. You know, right? Yeah. Okay. So, Caitlin's amazing. Please support Caitlin. Here's the QR code. If you can, yeah, she even wrote. Let's let's argue about bisexual Superman. Great one. Uh, again, I wanted to to call attention to the fact that there was a live stream tonight on Randy Credico's channel, which is live on the fly with Randy Credico. 
It was a live stream of uh, a night of comedy for Assange. Naomi Caravani and Lee Camp from Redacted Tonight were there. And Max Blumenthal was there. Max did a an incredible set. I honestly like he's he's just So the court the, getting great. Was the court thing today? Or is that No, the court tonight? thing is on the twenty seventh. Okay. And this is set for release on the twenty fourth. Gotcha. It's it's an ode and a tribute to one of my one of the guys one of my uh, the guys Ooh, I look Richie. up to and Richie Medhurst man he killed it with this one and this is an Good exclusive Dick Medhurst all right yeah big Dick Medhurst as uh, Pasta likes to call him <laughs> but but uh, classified documents invalidate the U.S.'s appeal against Assange talking about David Mendoza and who Ooh. is David Mendoza well. He goes into an entire story, and he apparently interviewed David Mendoza. This is available at Richard Substack at richardmedhurst.substack.com. Okay, we'll so who is chat. David we'll Mendoza? Yeah, we'll drop that in, in chat yep. here for everyone to go and give him a follow, a subscribe there. This is a pretty amazing piece. <clears throat> this was at the end of last week, but that... David Mendoza Herarte was ex extradited from Spain to the U.S. on condition that he be allowed to serve his sentence in Spain. Mm. Okay, but then classified documents revealed the diplomatic assurances given uh, and how, we, how they violated those. Okay, and then he spent six years in the U.S. trying to return to Spain. And mm. court documents show how they denied his transfer application multiple times. And that while in prison, he sued the U.S. and Spain for failing to uphold the conditions of his extradition and for violating his human rights. And that his case was recently even taken up by the United Nations. Pretty wild story. Gotcha. Yeah. Right? And that his case was raised last month in the English High Court, okay, where the U.S. is attempting to extradite Julian Assange to the U.S. Free Julian Assange. We should be dropping that case. And this is. Every reason why we should be another reason why why we should be dropping the case is because yeah. that we offered a similar diplomatic assurance that Assange could serve a sentence in Australia once he serves trial over here, but that they can change venue, they can move things around, they can drag their feet, they can do all kinds yeah. of crazy stuff to him um, to keep him here, even if they they assure that he might be able to serve at some point and and be in, in prison in Australia if he's found guilty, which he shouldn't be at all. Um, but anyway, James Lewis, the head uh, U.S. prosecutor, QC James Lewis, said that these assurances are bulletproof, except that Richard Bedhurst has shown this to be untrue with court documents, diplomatic assurances that directly contradict his statement. So this is great work by Richard to, to blow the lid off this Again, and just further reasons. So, again, a couple of uh, highlights from David Mendoza after he spoke to him. Okay, he was born and raised in the U.S. His mother was from Spain. He'd go there every summer, and it was he described it as his second. 
and he's both an American and Spanish national. Um, he was wanted by the U.S. for drug trafficking in the early 2000s. I'm reading from the rest of the article here that he used helicopters, it's similar to like Blow, to transport marijuana, yeah. currently commonly known as BC, but I don't know. You might be a little young for that. I definitely had some BC. Bud. I remember. I remember. BC bud across the border into Seattle. It certainly made its way all the way across the country to New York. BC kind definitely made its way around. And yeah. today, of course, marijuana is legal in Seattle. Um, yeah. So he worked in building property development, made good money. He said he did that. He only did this on the side to help subsidize some of his building projects. Right. Uh, so, um, the first thing that happened was they tried to seize all of his U.S. property. And again, this is a really, really long article. And Richard gets exclusive paperwork, signed documents, FOIA requests, stuff from the Spanish National Court rulings, uh, exclusive stuff. This is great, great work from from Richard. I almost wanted to share the article that. Um, but Mendoza said that if he hadn't handed over the that, that if he handed over the building that they wouldn't oppose his transfer request. So he asked them to put it in writing. He was he was told no. Right. And essentially they wanted to get his stuff back. And at this point, they'd already seized 14 million of his assets and properties, even though most of it had no relation to narcotics. He said only yeah. two million was spent on that. But and then he was also then sentenced to 14 years in prison. But instead of being sent to Spain, he was told to apply for a treaty transfer. And he applied, and the U.S. said no. Wait, what? It was it was done in a treaty already. Okay, and he applied three times for a treaty transfer. It's This is a crazy story, right? And this is what yeah. they're probably going to try to do if they ever get Assange to, to the U.S. shores. And this is what the, the case that Richard is, is making here, and the that he's documenting it's pretty remarkable okay that the u.s continues to deny this guy to leave and he said that's when i realized i'm in the wrong court i'm gonna get nothing here so he sued spain instead and it actually worked mm. so he won both of his lawsuits and then it was about spain pressuring the united states and and having somebody high enough in spain exerting enough pressure Okay, they were ordered to hand over diplomatic communications with the U.S., which had previously refused to give Mendoza. They revealed that Spain had only asked the Americans to send Mendoza back two times, which was disappointing. In total, right. he spent six years and nine months in the U.S. prison system, each day in violation of this U.S.-Spain extradition treaty that had been signed and the conditions imposed by the Spanish National Court. I mean, it's, it's beyond an injustice. So... Once he was in Spain, he didn't get out until 2019. All right. Now, the thing is, is that the whole idea of why he was going to serve in Spain to begin with is because he could, uh, the Spanish prison system allows you to spend time with your family. It allows for conjugal visits. Yeah. He had a newborn at the time. He had an autistic child. And also some of the best rolling papers in, in the world. But he, lo he lost know. his, he lost that course over time and he said like his kids call him david now they didn't even call him dad and it's really sad mm. uh, so he says Sucks. that yeah 
this case is incredible on its own merits. Nevertheless, it must be examined in the context of Sanjay's extradition, and that when James Lewis told high court judges that the United States have never broken diplomatic assurance ever, that this is simply untrue. Mm. So, Mendoza's experience shows that for Assange, any diplomatic assurances or agreements must be written in explicit language and signed by all parties, including him, so that in the eventuality of noncompliance, he may be afforded the opportunity to contest this in court despite his status yep. as a non-signatory of the US-UK extradition treaty. That's yep. one of the one of the things that uh, the US courts kept saying was, well, if you didn't sign the treaty, then you have no standing and you have no uh, no claim to it. So you can't yep. claim, you know, make anybody enforce it, even if it includes your story, which is crazy. But it offers the court extraordinary insight into the inner workings of American diplomacy, legal proceedings, and extradition to the U.S. It is a serious warning which high court justices should heed, and I'm hoping they do, who at their discretion have the power to prevent gross miscarriages of justice, which gravely imperil the respondent before they arrive. And Mendoza says that he's a nobody, and if they're capable of doing this to him, imagine what they can do to Julian. Yeah. Again, so what's a tremendous article? What's been happening? Do you know what's been happening in the trial recently? Right? Well, like what's what's they, going on there? They had a hearing back in at the end of October that was two or three days long. It was two days long, and that was the mm -hmm. appeal. And we are now waiting okay. for the appeal result from the high court in the UK. Gotcha. Um and in the meantime, he continues to rot. Belmarsh and be given inadequate blankets and and is it still over the the uh, allegation of sexual assault from him or is it no no this is over the know? Iraq war log specifically okay but, uh, still okay this is not so about 2016 claim or this is this is yeah using the espionage act uh, for a gotcha. journalist uh, Daniel Ellsberg mm -hmm. had testified originally on his behalf in this. Uh, extradition trial that had happened last September, which uh, the judge uh, Baritzer had ruled back in January that the U.S. prison system was inhumane, which we all thought that that meant that he was going to be released, but that the U.S. Uh, had the right to appeal and the Biden administration did announce that they were going to appeal. Uh, Merrick Garland is pursuing that. Merrick Garland should be dropping these charges. Because of all the things that have come out this year, uh, the persecution that happened, the Isakoff article about what happened in Spanish with the Spanish embassy and UC Global, which we already knew about 2020, thanks to Max Blumenthal and that David Morales case. There is the Ziggy Thordeson uh, revelations that he actually lied under oath to get a plea deal. There are so many different things that. A reason why he should he should be set free at this point. It's enough is enough, and that's the thing. Yeah. So by all means, um, Richard, great article. Thank you, my brother. Well, you better get hip to indie left, indie left, indie left dot news.
And when you go to talk about it, you go you go to the best, and that's Glenn. And Glenn. Press freedom groups have warned that his prosecution is a grave threat. The Biden DOJ ignored them, and today won a major victory toward permanently silencing the pioneering transparency activists. He killed on 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 Jimmy today. Did he? So yeah, yeah. we missed that. Um, Got to get caught up with that. Yeah. And he also did an audio reading of this article. So encourage you to nice. check that out on. Yeah, but what if I want Caitlin Johnstone's husband to read it? Tim's the best. <laughs> this is a really this is a really long article. Like. Uh... I don't know about this. He's just so smooth about it. He can well, be he's the recapping worst all of it, right? And Again, because of the acts that, that of Assange, because of the, the acts of Assange that serve as the basis of the U.S. indictment are acts in which investigative journalists routinely engage with their sources, press freedom, yep. and civil liberty groups throughout the West vehemently condemn the Assange indictment as one of the gravest threats to press freedoms in years. In February... Following Assange's victory in court, a coalition of civil liberties and human rights groups urged the Biden administration to drop the efforts to extradite him, as the New York Times put it. And this coalition, okay, again, Glenn killed with this. Um, yeah. But what Glenn has pivoted to now, and I think, yep, Democrats like the new Biden team are no fan of Assange. Who was, whose publication in 2016 of the Democratic email stolen by Russia aided Trump's narrow victory over Hillary Clinton. Or at least that's what the New York Times said. That's Russiagating stuff. Mm. Okay. But there's no direct tie between that other than the email that he sent to Don Jr. But it's very up in the air about that. That whole thing. Well, I, I mean, the Don Jr. I mean, thing read, was just like, "Hey, do I you read have the info? report. I'll take it." Yeah, right. Like, yeah. yeah. But here you go. How they cheated in order to help Clinton stave off a surprisingly robust challenge from Senator Sanders in 2016. Yep. And there's our old friend. <laughs> That's. I like how you're using her own language. I nice. appreciate the. The effort. That's not very nice. Sorry. Ooh, it's a snake. <laughs> All right, even Don <laughs> Brazil said it. Yeah. Okay, going back over the Rebecca Vincent, who's director. Of, yep. Seth she, Rich, that you know, she wanted to close, keep those windows blinds closed. All right. Freedom of the Press Foundation, where yeah, Glenn sits on the board. Issued a statement. Um, it's just over the last 15 years, Assange has broken more major stories and done more consequential journalism than all the corporate journalisms who hate him combined. Bold and statement. Not had to probably true. Rescind anything. Yet. Right. But he is not being imprisoned despite his pioneering journalism. He is being imprisoned precisely because of that. Because of it. Yep. Uh, accumulated hostility toward him from employees of media corporations who hate him due to professional jealousy and the belief that he undermined the Democratic Party and from the U.S. security state apparatus which hates him for exposing its crimes and refusing to bow to its dictates has created a climate where the Biden administration 
and their British servants feel perfectly comfortable imprisoning arguably the most consequential journalist of his generation, even as they continue to lecture the rest of the world about the importance of press freedoms and democratic values. Killing you, Glenn. Thank you. For saying all the things. GlennGreenwald.substack.com Give him a follow. Throw him some cash if you can. He's doing all right. Also, but shout out the Action for Assange crew for when they were doing the appeal because watching them who, yeah, I mean, Misty, Glory, Slow News Day, Andrew, right? Like, they, they woke up at 5 in the morning Eastern, you know, or or even earlier, stayed up, depending on where they were located. Sleepy right? Josh stayed and up. Like, it was 2 in the morning where Sleepy yeah. Josh was, and Steve, I know they, yeah. they were up late. And yeah, like, Misty, you Misty, know, I don't know if she stayed up all night or she watching them, rest, watching them have to take that news. People who've been doing this for two plus years, right? Like or, have to essentially uh, be forced to see him rot more, you know, because of this was fucking brutal to watch. And Stella coming okay. out, put almost everyone in tears. It was fucking the worst. And now like, we find out that he had a that he had a stroke. Yeah, that he had a stroke. But yeah, go watch go watch that stream if if you can find it. I think it was on MCSE Network and stuff like that because they did lay out you know a, a amazing recap and but that you know their that... thoughts on moving forward and you know yeah so where they are sending, now in the trial and stuff like sending that. Sending love so. to all to all our our Assange supporting family for sure. Um, yeah. It's, it's been hard. Richard Medhurst and Kevin Gostola, I wanted to shout those two out specifically. Yeah. They're doing yeoman's work. Yeah. Um, and and just, you know, keep an FYI how many people didn't tweet things about that yesterday. You know, I think that says a lot more, you know, that they didn't cover that story yesterday. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. And why? Well, you better get hip to Indy left. Indianleft.news. We're going to talk about what happened, what's been happening with Julian Assange. You know, we got, mm. I got shocked last Friday night while we were doing the show and seeing that they had announced he had suffered a stroke, you know, on October 27th during the high court hearing. Right. And this is a legal question that Joe Loria for Consortium News asks, which is a completely valid question about whether they knew, if they knew, would it have made a difference? Um, why it took so long for them to make any kind of an announcement about this is still something that I have. Uh, it's just, uh, I, 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 have, I, I struggle with this. Because it's just they're torturing this guy, and we all know it, and we see what they're doing. And free this man, get this man out of, out of jail. Um, he he's a publisher. He yeah. Whoa, what just happened? I hit the wrong button. Whoa. Ah, okay. Whoa, button, button, button. Hey now, okay. Um. Well, I mean, I I know I put a tweet out recently about. You know, like, look, like, look, the dude's fucking put out truth the last fucking 
like every time hasn't had to rescind shit over and over so when did the high court know yeah here it's not clear when the high court judges learned of his deterioration again would it have mattered burnett's remark was on the high court in the assange case okay also when the court overturned lori loves extradition and that was one of the cases that we were hoping. So the court ruled against extraditing Love and for extra and for extraditing Assange. Why? Yeah. Yeah. We are all Assange, and that's the problem. And again, here are here is the Burnett ruling overturning that said. J- Jimmy Lewis, somebody said James Lewis QC argued ironically on the day of the stroke that the love case was not precedent for assange because love had suffered from physical ailments where assange had not and now suffering from a stroke that also is no longer the case or valid Hmm. so at at the point at at that point burnett interrupted qc fitzgerald from the bench it's a completely different case according to svs mary costakitis who viewed the appeal hearing via video link. Burnett said love was different because he had physical ailment, namely eczema. I just, this is, yeah. Free Julian Assange. And, uh, you know, again, I just, I want to hear his voice. I want to hear it from him. I want to hear what he sounds like. I want, I want, you know, the world needs to to hear directly from him and, Hopefully one day we'll get to we'll get to see that um, another another story and another angle about the Assange story that I don't think a lot of people caught <clears throat> was that there actually has been movement in the Australian government. So you've got now somebody somewhat high up, at least whether it's a, a shadow or, you know, a, a, a misdirection or something where he's running for something and it's and it's politicizing it in order to, to win some points somewhere. But. This is this has got to be looked at some kind of a positive sign that Australia's deputy prime minister has come to the defense of WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange, calling on the UK not to extradite him. Barnaby Joyce, who's at least brave enough to stand up to everyone in his government to to know that what he's going to say is going to be unpopular in the five eyes of the world. Yep. Why not six that, eyes? Well, because we don't want a sixth eye. Believe me, five eyes is enough. To, to <laughs> five deal eyes with. is enough. Five eyes is enough. Okay, um, and and that is the I mean, the treaty. The, you probably you know, got four eyed. Well, got it's four the, eyes I, and... I've been called four eyes plenty, but this this is the unilateral spying agreement that we have yeah, among yeah, yeah. all the English, the all the the major English speaking countries, but. So again, this is from the Independent. As an individual, whether you like him or despise him, it is beyond him, given his circumstances, to protect his rights by himself. So we must hope for the British courts to do so, God willing, which we know they're not going to do, and we will judge it society accordingly. And that means fuck all to the people, the prosecutors, and to... Yeah. And, and, and to the judges, for sure, because we now know that one of the judges... Yeah. Had, I would not like him. He's that asshole. Yeah. Yeah. So to look at it clearly, you must leave your uninformed preconceptions at the door of this high color sideshow. You must also set aside the grave issues. Right. I mean, that's 
And he spent the last two years in Belmarsh. Which is them just trying to fucking prep everyone in that sentence. Right. And Stella, over the weekend, accused UK authorities of playing the role of executioner uh, after Mr. Assange suffered a mini stroke in prison and that's what they're announcing it as and again it was it was Stella that made that announcement I I didn't see it hear it confirmed by any prison doctors or any prison officials or his anyone else on his team not yeah. again it's it's again not that there's any doubt about it or anything but just wow and then of course Chris Hedges and I know this this was covered by a few people in sheer posts and let me blow this up so that people can read it a little bit better. Okay. And I just wanted to go to the very first paragraph, which is so powerful, where he actually says, let us name Assange's executioners. And I believe he, he did this in the streets also. On and the streets, yeah. So powerful, and I love this man so yeah. much. Joe Biden, Boris Johnson, Scott Morrison, Theresa May, Lennon Moreno... Donald Trump, Barack Obama, Mike Pompeo, Hillary Clinton, Lord Chief Justice Ian Burnett, and, T and Justice Timothy Victor Holyroyd, Holroyd, um, Crown Prosecutors James Lewis, Claire Dobbin, and Joel Smith, Vis District Judge Vanessa Baritzer, Assistant U.S. Attorney in the Eastern District of Virginia, Gordon Cromberg, William Burns, the director of the CIA, Ken McCallum, the director of the UK Security Service, or MI5. But also, let's not leave out Merrick Garland, attorney general of the United States, that is continuing to pursue this as well. Yep. And all the congressional assholes who will say nothing. Um, yeah. Yeah. This is, again, Chris Hedges. When did he write? When did he write this? Was this before or after? Uh, this was started? written on December thirteenth. So this was after we knew that that he had suffered. Yeah, again, who suffered a stroke during court proceedings? And I know he had done a stream with um, Richard Wolf, I believe, <laughs> just beforehand. So what they recorded yeah. was was before he had that knowledge. Um. Uh. He committed Empire's greatest sin. He exposed it as a criminal enterprise. He documented its law. Again, I I can't I can't do justice to to Chris Hedges. Yeah. All I can say is go read this article. It's it's lengthy and it's worth reading. And he's just a friggin' treasure. Oh, it's a prize winning. Yeah. He's just a friggin' treasure and I adore this man and maybe one of these days we'll actually That's get a chance to Personal cost warned us. He gave us the truth. The ruling caste is crucifying him for this truth. With his crucifixion, the dim lights of our democracy go dark. Hopefully, he comes back after three days. But, you know, that's just mm, me. Yeah, that's just, that's all of yeah. us. And then, and then I also wanted to give a shout out to Loki. Okay, for the <laughs> Watchdog podcast on Mint Press News. Again, this is... This is the kind of coverage that we should be getting from corporate media about Assange, where you've got different outlets covering different angles. And this is about specifically how the how, how the corporate media has manufactured contempt in, in in general public sentiment, at least in the United States and globally. I, again, recommend everyone listen to this 48 minute podcast from Low Key, OK, who, who, who uh, recounts. 
Uh, he's got two individuals who've been closely monitoring, Pablo Navarrete and uh, and John McAvoy. John McAvoy, and you can read their credentials here. Founder of Alborada Magazine, an outlet concentrating on Latin American politics. John's an investigative journalist, right? Thank you, thank you, yeah. sir. Okay, and then and then in November, uh, John and Pablo uh, were publishing a lot of mistakes uh, about the Guardian and Assange, which can be read on Mint Press as well. So they're being interviewed now about that research by Lowkey for his podcast. Okay, he, th they recount that it's now known that UC Global, of course, spied on on Julian. They even scavenged the embassy's garbage, stealing his kids' diapers to verify the DNA. We know that happened. Mm. Again, we are all Assange. When you, when you have security, like the president has to guard his poop. There has to be a guy that goes in and... Unreal. Unreal. Yeah, Luke Harding published a viral story that claimed that Assange had secretly met with Paul Manafort, which was told to be a lie. It found out to be a complete fabrication. And I believe somebody's going to prison for that. Gaping holes in the accusation, even though... And, and there was not the least of that. There was no record of him ever visiting the embassy. Right. Police reporters, activists, intelligence agents were outside 24 hours a day, yet he was reportedly able to enter without anyone noticing. Come on. So, again, listen to this. Loki does a great job. And I know that... Uh, shout out to Steve uh, from Slow News Day. We were talking earlier this week, and I know he, he was cracking up on his stream talking about the possibility of Donald Trump doing a podcast with Loki about Palestine. Oh. Because the evangelicals were turning on him and seeing this just made me seeing Loki's name just brought that back to mind. And shout out to Steve. Say hi. Hi to Steve and give Slow News Day a follow. We retweet and amplify all of their all of their stuff. Um, the only other thing and Warren, this is all going to be one segment, uh, just a long Assange segment. And uh, the other thing we can talk about is the other angle from our INN brother, uh, the dissident revisiting the Russian hacking claim and debunking the smears against Assange, which which they've been doing tr tremendous work. I sound like Trump now. It's tremendous work. It's big, bigly, tremendous. hugely tremendous. Big, it's so big. It's so huge. Okay, huge. Mueller's timeline not, not lining up and, and Mueller's sketchy source and forensics showing that his source couldn't have been a hack, okay? And then, of course, the Ziggy Thordeson thing showing that he didn't do a hack and that it was completely a lie. Okay? You know what's funny <laughs> to me? On on Reddit, whenever, whenever they do, whenever people put text posts, they always have a too long didn't read section at the bottom. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I want one of those for, like, every news article. I just want to be able to scroll down. Yep. You know. Too long, didn't read. Yeah. Well, you better get hip to Indie Left. Indie Left. Indie Left. Dot News. A tiger. Thank you, Jud. He's a, a tiger. Toy a, like a tiger. A, a, a toy. A toy. Tiger. I knew you were fucking gonna. Toy like one. a tiger. You knew I had to go to Austin Powers and. Yeah. All right. So. Uh. 
I mentioned earlier we're going to talk. We're going to go through Richard Midhurst. So this happened on Monday, and since we didn't do a show since Sunday, I did want to give it mention. It was covered pretty heavily on the left, of course, because we are such supporters of freeing Julian Assange and of keeping this case alive and talking about what's happening in the case, making sure people are educated and start to question and put and apply pressure to the government to drop the case. And that's what we have to continue to do. And the only way to do that is if you keep talking about it. If we don't keep talking about it, they're just going to continue to do what they're going to do anyway. Now, they may do that anyway, but they're certainly not going to do that without me saying something. So, my brother Richard Medhurst, who's the best, okay? UK, UK High Court has permitted Julian Assange to submit an appeal to the Supreme Court after the appellate court okayed his extradition to the U.S. in December. So, what that means is that he now, it doesn't mean that they're going to hear the case. It means that he now has the permission to appeal and to appeal to the Supreme Court. Now, they can now decide whether they're going to take the case or not. And what he says here is that they're likely going to take the case. But we don't know. And we won't know for a couple of weeks. So the decision was delivered this morning at the Royal Courts of uh, of Justice in London by Ian Burnett and Timothy Holyroyd. The same judges who overturned the earlier district judge, district court judge's decision not to extradite him to the United States back in December. Okay. Uh, I know that there was a problem with the live feed, and everybody was given a link only minutes before they announced it, and by the time they were all able to dial in, the announcement had already been completed. Okay. Again, re- recapping that the Australian journalist and WikiLeaks founder faces up to 175 years in prison for publishing classified documents which reveal U.S. war crimes in Iraq, Afghanistan, and more. He's asked the high court judges to certify three points of law of general public importance in order to appeal to the Supreme Court. And the high court refused to uh, Assange to leave, leave to appeal, which is not unusual. However, it did at least certify one point of law, clearing the way for him to ask the Supreme Court to hear his case. Again, so good from Rich. Thank you. Uh, High Court certified just one point of law regarding whether it was correct for the appeals court to receive assurances from the requesting state, which hadn't been provided before during the extradition hearing. And that's what the case, this is the actual document of the case. The pronouncement reads, number two, the point of law certified is, in what circumstances can an appellate court receive assurances from a requesting state, which were not before the court of first instance in extradition proceedings. Lots of legal speak. Yep. It is on this basis that Assange can make an application to the Supreme Court within the next 14 days to hear his appeal. Of course, they're going to do that. It is then up to the Supreme Court to decide whether it will even hear it, and it can take months, however long they want to do this and... That was one of the things I talked about with um, with Misty when we did Action for Assange on Tuesday night. We were talking yeah. about um, this document that she brought up where Julian, back in 2012, laid out what they were going to do to him and how they were going to basically drag him out in legal battles for the next 25 years and shuffle him around the, the board, which is pretty much exactly what's happening. And 
it's it's a disgrace it's heartbreaking we we want to see him freed we will do whatever we, we can to continue to can to keep that awareness alive and encourage everybody to talk about this case with everybody they know um that's what we do so So the U.S. cries about war crimes while imprisoning a journalist for imposing for exposing its war crimes. Free okay. Julian Assange. Now, Assange. now, oh man. So of course we had the extradition hearing this week, or at least the the ruling or the sending of the extradition, announcing that he will be extradited on April twentieth. That was sent to, and I'm sure Caitlin will get to it. Priti Patel, who is the Homeland Secretary over there, she has until May 18th to block it. Everybody's, of course, going to write and send her emails. Misty has a link somewhere on, uh, maybe even be pinned to her Twitter, on where you can call or send her email and flood her office with with requests to free this man and to deny the extradition. No extradition. I mean, it's ridiculous. Okay, so... And I love, I, I, won't, I won't do Tim's job. Again, it's only a three and a half minute thing, so it's a short one. In what his lawyers have described as a brief but significant moment in this case, a British magistrate's court has signed off on Julian Assange's extradition to the United States, bringing the WikiLeaks founder one step closer to a U.S. trial under the Espionage Act, which threatens press freedoms worldwide. The extradition right. case now goes to UK Homeland Sec Home Secretary Priti Patel for approval, which will likely be forthcoming as she is a reliably loyal empire manager. At, after that point, yep. his legal team will be able to launch an appeal. This is happening at the same time, of course, that the United States and the UK are loudly demanding accountability for alleged war crimes by the Russian military in Ukraine, which is interesting because attempting to bring accountability for war crimes is precisely why Julian Assange is in prison in the first place. Yep. Biden says of Putin that he's a war criminal following what you know the the fall the quote unquote false flag operation in Buka. Definitely there are questions as to the origins and what happened. It is a massacre. It is a tragedy. There is no denying what happened and that people died. How it happened and who created it and exactly the events that transpired to cause it are certainly in question. And I'm not going to read the 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 narrative manager of the day, the Associated Press, because they're only going to provide you exactly what the corporate spin's going to be. However, WikiLeaks will remind you that 12 years ago, on April 20th, Julian Assange published Collateral Murder. Uh, that must have been on, on April um, 9th. Um, yeah. Detailing the gunning down of civilians. Uh, April 5th. <clears throat> Children and two Reuters journalists. And again, we covered that in our last episode. Yep. Okay, and that's all I'd like to say here today, really, that is that the, the, that this discrepancy is very interesting. I mean, can we take a moment to deeply appreciate the irony of this? 
because it's so obscene and outrageous that it's actually hard to take in unless you really let it absorb. The most powerful government in the world, which serves as the hub of the most powerful empire that's ever existed, is working to extradite a journalist for exposing its war crimes while simultaneously rending its garments over other war crime allegations against another government. I mean, damn. yep, damn. Caitlin right. pulls it like she sees it. Oh, I fucking love her. You you would think a power structure that had recently been caught red-handed committing war crimes is, and is recently and is currently in the process of imprisoning a journalist for exposing those war crimes would at least have the sense not to yell loudly about war crimes for a little while. But this is how confident the empire is in its ability to control the narrative. Really take it in, really digest it, because the more you think about it, the freakier it gets. Not only is the empire persecuting a journalist for exposing its war crimes while at the same time demanding that others be held accountable for war crimes, it's also attacking that free press for reporting the truth about the powerful while at the same time engaging in a massive propaganda operation which holds that it is which holds that it is involved in Ukraine to protect its freedom and democracy. I mean, yep. that, that alone, I mean, that's, that's a narrative propaganda on its own. Okay. Let alone the narrative, the narratives about COVID and, and inflation and, uh, uh, inequality and Medicare for all and all the other narratives that they've been controlling. Okay. Yep. I mean, the gall. The absolute temerity, the balls on this empire, man. I give Caitlin support. Okay, she said it before. Say Assange exposed many ugly realities about the powerful in his work with WikiLeaks, but everything that he's managed to expose thereafter simply by forcing them to prosecute him far surpasses the revolutions in those publications. If yeah. the highest form of journalism is exposing the darkest secrets of the most powerful people in the world, then Julian Assange is the highest form of journalism. I love that woman. She's amazing. And she, her last article was, please use all of my material free of charge as often as you want. Cite me. Don't cite me. I don't care. And I said, why the hell would I ever do that when you're as amazing as you are? I'm going to cite you, and I'm going to tell everybody to read your stuff all day, every day. Love you to death, Caitlin. Thank you. You're the best. Free Julian Assange. This is insane. <laughs>
YouTube subscribers. So I wanted to say thank you for a thousand YouTube subs. Wanted to say thank you for helping INN reach a hundred um, followers on Instagram. Oh my God, INN's got a hundred followers on Instagram and already up to 120 some odd followers on Rockfin. So rockfin.com slash INN and you'll be able to sign up for Indie News Network. We're streaming live to both Indie News Network and uh, Independent Left Hot News. Um, of course, Indie News Network is a family of 23 content creators, uh, and we make all different kinds of stuff. Uh, uh, Joe SDFU Shitlib was on was featured on Jimmy Dore yesterday. Uh, we've got Blue Moon Red Wine is about to start doing some new things, uh, and she's getting a, a show help produced by some of the INN folks. Look out for a couple of amazing Tar Reed streams in the next couple of days. Um, we have so much happening. Jesse Jet, we what a, what a fun show we did on on Tuesday night with Jesse, and I've got to plug all this stuff because the the people are just remarkable. Um, but I did want to. Again, shout out some of our new patrons. Of course, Anthony M, who's awesome, and I, I love Anthony, and I think I think that's our our Mister Banana friend that that we've been friends for so long, um, and he he's appreciate that support so much. Uh, and then we've got Krill Fingers, we've got Douglas G, and then Eric T Red moved over from Kofi to Patreon, so now we've got eight patrons: Richard M and the other original Rich. And Nikki, of course, and Les Bones, who are here as well. Thank you so much. Yeah, Tara with Eva was incredible. Uh, I actually got to personally engineer and live, you know, that live stream, and she brought me into to uh, you know talk about live chats, and that's something new that I just started doing in the last couple of months was engineering some streams, and I I enjoy it tremendously. It's it's stressful for me. I feel like I'm getting better at it, but um, Reef is so much better and i i have trouble cutting between the single and watching the two box and i sometimes are wa i'm watching the thing when i should be really thinking about and you've got a hundred things going on in your head let me tell you when you're running a live stream and you're producing one uh for somebody else there's so many different things to focus on simultaneously um it's it's overwhelming at times uh i'm just doing the best i can and Again, subscribe to all these amazing people at Indie News Network. Go to IndieNews.network, and you can find all of our channels and all the people there and all their channels are linked in the members uh, link tree as well. <clears throat> Again, so I wanted to say thank you to all of our patrons. We also had quite a few uh, donations on Rockfin, so thank you so much for that. Again, rockfin.com slash news. That's where you can donate to, to me personally or to, to Reef if you want to hook him up with some weed money. Um, we certainly appreciate that. Uh, so this this was my my Father's Day present was uh, to to Julian Assange, who, again, I, I don't want to take the spotlight off of the fact that he's he's about to be sent within the next six months, according to We Need Critical Thinking. And thank you so much for putting some of the links to some of the other streams and some of the other content that's been out there. People can find about the latest with with regard to the case and the extradition. And uh, the appeal that's happening. Richard Medhurst, of course, was featured tonight. We also featured Joe Loria from Consortium News and Glenn Greenwald and the wonderful Caitlin Johnstone and and the dissident from from INN as well. There were so many amazing writers and and Kevin Gostola and I I don't want to you know leave out Mohammed Elmazi who was on with with Tara about a week and a half ago. 
And I just appreciate all these writers and journalists that are keeping this alive because they understand what this means for all of us. Um, journalism is not a crime. Publishing is not a crime. And we need the freedom to be able to report on the crimes of governments without uh, fear of persecution the way that they're doing to this man. So that is How Do We Miss That, episode 39. Again, I really thank everybody for being here tonight. Um, they, this week, we've got a ton of stuff. INN News on Wednesday, Tara Show on Tuesday, Warren Show on Thursday. We'll see what happens with Reef on Friday. Also, check out, I did INN one-on-one with Rob Durden last Wednesday. I think we're going to try to do another one this week where we just talked about platforms and some of the challenges of going online and streaming as an independent streamer, getting started, um, using different equipment. Uh, are we using a phone? How do you cut and edit things? Um, are you streaming versus are you uploading videos to your channel? So many different elements and so many things to talk about. Um, and then as far as platforms, what are you, what are you uploading to and how many, um, and when frequency there's so many parts to this on top of marketing and social media interaction and going as a guest on other people's shows then how do you have time to do all of this without a team behind you so that's what we've been kind of tackling uh, we had an awesome talk about this last wednesday hoping, hoping to do it again and make it a regular type of show where where i talk to all of the inn members and Talk, you know, talk about some of the challenges that are out there um, for for us as independent content creators. Give them advice, potentially. And then there's Substack and actual publishing and writing. And we're trying to do it all. Um, we're trying to touch all of it. And we're trying to help everybody who's, who's doing it all. Um, and maybe if they can take a little bit away from one portion, they say, hey, those guys at INN, they, they really know their stuff. And, and let's check them out for some more stuff. That's all we can hope for. And again, we re I really appreciate everybody tuning in, checking this all out, and sharing with, with their friends, uh, with, with everybody in the space, and uh, and the community that we've built. Mutual aid, okay, please take care of each other, and, and, and donate wherever you can to independent content creators. Support independent media. We need it more than ever. And uh, that, that, that's my message for tonight. This is Indy signing off. Have a great night, everybody. Love you all. If you like this podcast... Please help our show grow by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. For more content, you can follow Independent Left News on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at IND Left News and subscribe to our YouTube channel. To get news updates twice a day to your inbox, subscribe via email on the independentleft.news website. Join our Jetstream 24-7 News and Opinion Discord at independentleft.gg with more than 50 channels, each dedicated to a different outlet, journalist, YouTuber, or political comedian. Thanks, everyone. Remember to check out independentleft.news in your browser and subscribe to our podcast for news updates.